On today's episode, we are going to take a look at two growth stocks for the week. And both these businesses are actually expected to be both the market and their selective sector in earnings growth. The first business we're going to take a look at is OneSpan, which is a cybersecurity company. They are a business that's really into authentication rights and making sure the right person is getting into the right hardware. They're backed up by a lot of big banks. Those are some of their customers. And obviously right now with a lot of people working from home, this is definitely a business that can continue to grow. The second one we're going to take a look at is Serenz, and Serenz is a software company, but it's not your typical software software stock right now this is actually a a business that deals with artificial intelligence that goes into cars so they're they're really into the smart cars and all the platforms that go into your smart cars they have partnerships with all types of big oems from tesla um mercedes bmw alfa romeo toyota i i think most mostly all of the um all of the top brands have partnered with sarans so let's get started And before we go any further, guys, I first want to talk about my whole process of how I grab these businesses, right? I do post a lot of growth stocks, but all these stocks go through a screening process before I even start to look at them. I first want to look that they have strong future growth in both revenue and earnings. Then I make sure that they have a balance sheet that allows them to be able to continue to grow. And I also make sure that they are in markets that I believe will continue to grow, right? This is my channel, and I pretty much just follow companies that I I truly want to invest in. So right now, I'm in the process of finding more growth stocks. I am a growth investor, and... Um, yeah, I just wanted to explain the process I go. I, ju- I don't want you guys thinking that I'm just picking random companies out of nowhere and, and just learning about them. No, they- there is a process I do, and that's how I end up between them. So before I did this episode, I probably took a look at about 10, 15 companies and, and finally narrowed it down to these two for this week. And to continue with that, if you are a long-term investor, if you are new to my channel, and if you want to learn more about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And remember, if you want to get in contact with me, feel free to post on the comments. I'm very active. I'm also very active on Twitter. I do have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. We have a lot of great investors there. And finally, check out my website, josenaharo.com. I have a lot. I'm starting to write blog posts there for people that want to do some more reading instead of watching videos. And I do have a weekly newsletter that I have just started. So make sure to check those out. All right. So before we continue, guys, actually, let me know in the comments below. Which one are you excited to learn about? Are you excited to learn about OneSpan, um, the cybersecurity, or are you more excited to learn about Serenz, the um, software company that's into um, AI for for vehicles? Um, me personally, both of them are pretty fun, but I do like Serenz better. Um, and if you guys ever want to see my portfolio, right, my portfolios is always up on my discord channel i post when i buy there um again this is all a free service i'm not charging anything i am not a professional so none of this is advice this is just my opinions on the market but right now my growth stocks are doing amazing all right so let's take a look at one span so one span is a cybersecurity company they are based here in the united states 
Ticker for one span is OSPN for all my podcast listeners. And thank you to all my podcast listeners. Appreciate if you guys leave a review on your on the podcast as well. In the past six months, I like to take a look at price performance from February 20th, which is pretty much when the market started tanking. This stock has returned about 51%. Um, again, that's uh, when we take a look at other cl- uh, at cloud stocks or those working from home companies, um, they have gone up about over 100%. So the cybersecurity company, which I I believe it's in the market that will continue to drive, especially with all this working from home environment, um, I, I do believe that there is still growth. This is a business with a market cap of $1.16 billion, And we're going to take a look at what they do, what type of customers they have. And, and based on all that, I do believe the market cap is a bit low right now. All right, so the best place to ever find out of what, what a business does is pretty much just go to their company website. So right here, I'm on the onespan.com, and the best thing to do is to look at their products. So here we can do the products. They are into five and into four or five different markets, and we can see most of their products are are enterprise or business to business products where where they sell to the big guys, right? They have. We can see from their products they have authentication items here they have mobile authentication hardware authentications servers authentication um fido authentications which is using some form of either your eye uh, uh, which which is using some form of biometric health of some health biometric to to show that authentication from fingerprints to eyes to um to voice so they do have all different types uh, of authentication methods besides that they have fraud analysis as well as risk analysis most of these uh, of these products are meant for big businesses or enterprises they for example also have like e-signature um, very similar to DocuSign and one that I believe is more to a, a, a customer to business type um, product is mobile app security they do have some form of shielding security to to make sure no one's hacking through your phones but again that can also be used through enterprise if your company gives you some form of of mobile device they most likely install these types of of products into them and here we can see some of their value clients which i think looking at a cust at their customers helps determine how how strong they are in, in this technology right if you have some strong customer backing it means that that the overall market approves especially for example banking so this is some of their biggest customers are our major banks from us bank hsbc wells fargo's dutch bank um so this kind of this gives me some form of confidence that hey their technology is pretty powerful especially something as, as delicate as banking are is already using using this business it, it gives that form of bullish sentiments they also mentioned that they do have partnerships with BMW and if you want to check out their customer stories they do have uh, have a lot of information here on the website so now that we know what type of products they do, let's actually take a look at the revenue breakdown to understand how their sales are collected. So they just reported their most recent quarter in May 6th, so about two, three months ago, and their revenue was actually up 18% compared to same time last year. And the revenue is pretty low. It's about $57 million. But one thing I do want to say is this is a business that's actually profitable right now in non-gap earnings per share. And it's just it's on the it's on the flat line right now if we take a look at gap earnings per share and this is something we don't see with with growth companies at the same time right this is only 18.7 percent 18.7 percent is still strong growth 
But I, I, we have taken a look at growth companies that are growing at a faster rate than that. But that growth is it, definitely uh, it's definitely given that upside with this business not losing any money at the moment. All right, so now let's take a look at their product um, product breakdown. So this quarter, like I mentioned, they made about fifty six million about 20 million of that 56 so a little bit less than half comes from hardware products this is actually down compared to same time last year which is a little um a little weird in in my opinion but i do believe that now more authentications are being used through some form of software authentication than hardware products and we can see that's the case right even though hardware products dropped by five million dollars compared to same time last year we have software licenses go up about 11 million dollars so that's huge growth there software licenses make up about 19 million of that 56 so a huge portion of this business revenue comes from two products it comes from hardware products and software products the other biggest is maintenance support and other and this makes up 11 million of that 56 um so within those three products that's i i want to say close to 80 to 85 percent of total revenue um, they also do subscription and professional services, and they are up compared to same time last year. And again, both now that we know their product breakdown, there's a few things I I, I want to see. I, I like to see first. I like to see that huge growth in in software license. I like to see that growth in subscription services as well. Subscription is just it's something that just keeps rebuilding. It's that cash flow that keeps on making. We are seeing an increase in professional services, which means more businesses are looking at them for advice. And those are are pretty bullish sentiments. And look, they actually have um, subscription, even though subscription is only $5.8 billion, they actually have um, in, in software licenses and maintenance support, there's actually some form of reoccurring revenue in there. So out of that $56 million, $26 million is actually reoccurring revenue. So over 50% of this business revenue comes from already a wheel that's been spinning. And this is up, I want to say, oh, I'm pretty sure they tell us uh, higher up here. This reoccurring revenue is up 62% compared to same time last year. Software revenue is up 90% and total revenue is up 19%. So we can see, I, I am a huge fan of that software revenue growth and I am a huge fan of that reoccurring revenue. And let me just zoom in for you guys if you guys wanna see a little closer. And let me just highlight those that I'm very, very happy about. All right, so now that we took a look at their at their, at their their most recent earnings, let's take a look at past revenue growth. In 2019, this business grew 19, about 20% year over year. In 2018, it grew nine about 10% year over year. And in 2017, it grew 1%. So we can see that one thing is, this is the revenue continues to grow every year from two years ago being about not even one percent revenue growth to the 2019 being 20 percent and this most recent quarter what was it about about 19 percent year over year growth continues to show that this business is still growing and with that reoccurring revenue continuing to grow i think it is a great place to be um, a great place to be right now. So now let's take a look at their balance sheet. And their balance sheet, if you guys don't know, this is my favorite document to take a look at. It, it pretty much helps me understand if, if a business has enough cash, especially when the company is growing, you want them to make sure that they don't have too much heavy debt because at the moment they might be either breaking even or might not be making much money. So you want them to be able to have cash to be able to survive until they make that kind of money. 
So the first thing I see is this company does not have no current debt and it has no, no long-term debt. So that to me is already a great thing, right? This is one of the best balance sheets I've seen in a long time. Most of this company's long revenue um, liabilities is actually deferred revenue. And if you guys don't know what deferred revenue is, this is pretty much their subscription revenue that they have yet to provide the product for and they, the service for. So that's considered deferred revenue. And now if we take a look at their asset distribution, they have about $80 million of cash to cash equivalents and about $26 million of current investment. So that's current, that's a little bit over $100 million in cash. And we just looked at this business revenue. This business revenue is about uh, $56 million. So this business actually has double its, its revenue, what it has per quarter so to me that's actually pretty impressive when you take a look at it what what business do you normally see that they have double their revenue in 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 assets for for two quarters um so that tells me with no debt and that type of of cash equivalents and current investments this is definitely a very very strong balance sheet and you guys can see now why it it takes me some time to take some of these videos right it it, i have to find companies with great balance sheet with great growth um, before I even present them to you guys, right? I'm not going to come here with, with, with garbage businesses. So make sure to hit that subscribe button if you guys are enjoying the content. All right, so next, let's take a look at this business annual growth in form of revenue and earnings. So for the next three to five years, this business is expected to grow on average 9.5% throughout the every year. So for the next five years, every year is expected to grow 9.5% on average. This doesn't mean that every year will grow 9.5%, but maybe one year will be 20%, maybe one year it will be 5%, and so on and so forth. But to average out for the next three to five years, is expected to grow 9.5 the industry unfortunately is expected to grow 12.6 percent but um so this is not growing as fast as the industry and the market is expected to grow 9.3 so right now once one span is growing faster than the market in form of revenue but not far faster than the industry but that has a, a double-edged sword it is not growing its revenue that fast, but it's growing its earnings faster than the market and faster than the industry. On average, for the next five years, every year, this business is expected to grow earnings about 28%. So that means more money coming in, more money for the investors. And this is compared to the 17% in the industry and 22% in the market. So earnings growth is expected to be both the industries and the markets for the next three to five years. The next thing I want to take a look at is ownership. I want to see if if any of the big guys own this business, right? do they have a, a huge perf- a huge portion of it? Because if they do that, it is another bullish flag for me. So the first thing I'm seeing is individual insiders own 15% of this business. The number one shareholder of OneSpan right now is Thomas Hunt, and he owns 13, 13.4% of the overall business. This guy is an important person. He is both a member of the board of directors, and he is also the founder and director of this business. So when you have such a top guy like that owning such a, being the number one shareholder of this business, it tells, it, it speaks levels, right? It shows that, hey, if this guy's willing to, to still be the number one shareholder, it, it to me tells 
me that he sees future in this business. The number two shareholder is the big firm BlackRock. They own about 12%. So remember, now the founder is that founder actually owns more than some of these big, big industries, institutions. Uh, so that to me is definitely, definitely a red flag. Uh, 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 so that to me is that. So that to me is actually pretty strong in my bullish case. All right, so that's it for one span. The second one we're going to take a look at is Sorens. And this is one I'm actually pretty, pretty excited to talk about. Um, so Sorens right now is ticker CRNC, and that's C as in Charlie for both. If you guys are listening to my podcast, um, this is another, this I can't believe has a market cap of 1.5 billion. Um, for this, for the market this is in, this is a software company that deals with smart automotive. So again, the best place to take a look at is take a look at their website and it's pretty much Sorens.com. And here they talk about, they pretty much talk about everything. So first, I want to take a look at their partnerships. They have partnerships with Toyota, with GM, with Ford, with Chrysler, with Audi, with BMW. With And we're going to take a look at these are some of their partnerships they have. But they do have customers in almost all OEMs. Um, so again, now let's take a look at their solutions. So first, they talk about Serenz Drive. Serenz Drives delivers the industry's most attenuative automotive and mobility voice assistance in the market. The next thing we're going to take a look at is Serenz Arca System. And this is pretty much a turnkey product that helps combine car technologies and cloud services to help OEMs. And when I say OEMs, I'm talking about Toyota. I'm talking about Ford. I'm talking about Tesla. I'm talking about um, Honda. Um, and it, uh, it helps OEMs cut the time it takes to create a voice assistant that makes their drivers fall in love with their vehicles. Then they have, for example, Serenz Cognitive arbitrator which this pretty much helps uh it's pretty much uh an assist an automotive assistant to seamlessly fold users prefer third party so let's say if you're using for example maps it helps that those types of third parties from alexa work well with your car they have for example car life as well which helps inform the drivers if there's any issues with the vehicles then they have ux services which is, let's say you want to develop your own code or you want to develop your own design as an oem you can start you can they already have some form of libraries and stuff allowable so you can continue with that then like i said they have a lot of different things that deal with that and they also have deep learning for connected cars so it's definitely in a big market right now i i do like the product they're in and maybe right now at this moment it, it might not be in the best position as right now people are not out there buying cars because of COVID-19. They want to make sure they I, I don't see a lot of people being um going out there and buying vehicles with the current state of the world. But I do think that this technology is the future. Smart cars are definitely being evolved over time. We have big companies like Google, Amazon, um, Uber, Tesla, all working in some form of automotive, smart car, and some of these technologies are being used on them. So now that we understand how they, um, the products they do, let's take a look at the revenue breakdown for the first half of this quarter. So 52% of their total revenue actually comes from some form of licensing deals that they have with OEMs. The other 28 comes from connected revenue and the other 20% comes from professional revenue. Some their customers include all all major automotive manufacturers or OEMs from we can see BMW, Ford, Mercedes, Hyundai, Tesla for the you Tesla lovers out there, Audi, Porsche, Ferrari, Rolls-Royce, 
Alfa Romeo, Audi, GM, Fiat, so uh, Acura. Um, so they have a lot of Volkswagen, Volvo, Honda. Um, so like I mentioned, they are in all these vehicles. And that, I think it's pretty impressive to build that type of partnerships with all these types of OEMs. In their most recent earnings, they were actually up 23% year over year. And again, this is actually another small business that's making revenue of about $86.5 million dollars. So this actually makes more money than than one span and let's actually try to compare their valuations so this one crnc has a market cap of 1.4 billion ospn has a market cap of 1.6 of 1.1 billion so they're pretty much very similar valued right now in the form of market cap but if i may be honest i do believe sarens is a little bit better um price for its buck based on that valuation and based on the customers and based on the market they're in um again these are just my thoughts and i'm no professional so don't be taking any advice from me now let's take a look at past growth for sarens eh, for sarens i'm pretty sure sarens not sarens um, so in 2019, this grew 9% compared to oh, year over year. In 2018, it grew 13% year over year. And in 2017, it grew 16% year over year. Not that strong growth in the past years, but wait till we see that future growth. And remember, this current quarter, it actually grew 23% year over year. So it's doing better than average. Now let's take a quick look at their balance sheet. The first thing I'm seeing here in their liability distribution is their liability distribution more than Uh, a huge portion comes from deferred revenue deferred revenue like i said it's money in some form of subscription service and some form of reoccurring service and that's actually 348 million dollars their deferred revenue is actually enough to pay off their non-current debt and it's actually enough to pay off their current debt and they'll still have about 80 million left over of deferred revenue so that to me is definitely a very strong balance sheet um this business has about 100 million dollars of cash and cash equivalents so that's again enough to pay off its current debt not enough to pay off its non-current debt the only good thing right now about non-current debt is this is debt that's not due for at least the next 12 months and right now with the way rates are going that's actually not a bad thing interest rates are as low as two three percent now let's take a look at future growth for them so Seren's annual revenue growth is expected to be 13.6 percent per year for the next three to five years this is actually higher than the industry and is actually higher than the market the industry is 12.6 percent on average for the next three to five years and the market is 9.3 percent per year for the next three to five years so this is 13.6 so it's better than the industry and it's better than the market Next, let's take a look at that annual earnings growth. The annual earnings growth is expected to be 32% on average per year for the next three to five years, where the market is 22.8 and when the industry is 17.6. So both these guys, OneSpan and Sarens, are both beating the market in annual earnings growth. And to me, that's actually the most important one out of them, right? Because it means they are going to be making more money for investors, more money to invest into themselves to overall increase increase that revenue growth next let's take a look at the ownerships the only real thing i did not like about this business is their ownership breakdown most of it is actually owned by institutions individual insiders only own about 1.7 percent 
I don't I know this is actually a brand new into the market so I'm not sure how how true this might be so there might be some errors in here but this is, to me would be one of the major red flags um, about this business so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode two cool companies one span and Sorens and I hope you guys enjoy it and remember like always make sure to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and I truly truly appreciate it so take care guys have a good night and see you next time